Hey, you guys, we got to tell you about Brez Coffee Company. Made by gamers for gamers right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. No matter what your taste in coffee are, they got you covered. You like light or medium roast? Try the Necro Medium, Holy Grail Light, or Stamina Boost. I like the iCast Fireball mixed flavor, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. If you like dark roast like I do, then try the Critical Dark or the Coo Slayer Mocha Roast. Can't decide what you need for those all-night gaming sessions? Why don't you try one of their specialty sample packs? All roasts are made with fair trade Colombian beans. So stop buying that crappy coffee from the grocery store and head over to BrezCoffeeCo.com. That's B-R-E-Z-C-O-F-F-E-E-C-O.com and enter the code NCR at checkout for 10% off your order. Amazing! Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want extra episodes every month? Do you want ad-free versions of the show? Then you should sign up over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and you'll get your very own RSS feed to put into whatever your podcatcher of choice is. And you'll be first in line for all extra content. So head on over and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. programs we are back for another episode of the nerd cave retro show my name is jason robbins and my name is derek diamond and so how has your week been well i don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet because it's not official official but i'll just say this that there's a very good chance that by the end of the week i will get to do something that i have wanted to do for a long time yes we'll, we'll keep I, i'll know for sure next week yeah. so i'll i'll unveil it there jason knows <laughs> what it is but it's uh it'll mean good things for for this show yes. for other shows i do so it's a so good if, thing if I'll you're just tired of derek not being here during the summer <laughs> the, the <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, a little too close to the bone there a little too close no to the bone. It's, it's all good i liked it but uh, i noticed good. i was i was on uh the switch last night and uh playing some metroid dread which i pick, picked up this last weekend i'm very much enjoying and i would like for you to pick it up too so we can do a dual review of it and uh, i've been playing the hell out of that but i saw that i saw uh derek diamond online and it said castlevania um the uh, castlevania castlevania adventures yeah adventures so how how did you like that so i got the castlevania anniversary collection it was on sale for like maybe five bucks Mm -hmm. it might have been cheaper than that i can't entirely remember but i saw it and when i saw it was on sale i had to get it because of all the games that are with it so i was scrolling through it and then i was like oh wait i forgot there were castlevania games for the game boy one being castlevania adventures and in about five minutes i was like this game sucks yeah i don't and i was i do not like the game boy castlevania games and i was thinking of actually like in my mind i was like oh this will be what i can review for next week because it's halloween week but i i can't do it 
I, I, I got to review something good for yeah, how you thought the original NES games had tank controls. <sighs> Those Game Boy games are rough. It, it's like your character is wearing like cinder blocks for <laughs> shoes because you jump about for those that are watching the video version about this high up and you drop like that. Yeah. It's brutal. And whenever you use the whip, it's like uh, using Donatello in the original Ninja Turtles game. It's so slow. Oh my God. It's bad. <laughs> so play the other games. Yeah. But not, but stay away from the game. Yeah, All the other games are great, but man, those game boy games are, are a little rough these days. Yeah. So what I'll review next week is still to be determined, okay. but we'll see. I, I do plan on picking up uh, Metroid Dread uh, this weekend um, and start playing it. So really excited for that. But other than that, I, I'll say, and it has to do with what we were talking about earlier. It's been kind of a, a whirlwind of a week. There's been a lot of changes in a very short amount of time, but all good things. Yeah. But once it's official, I will <laughs> throw it out there. But how's your week been? It's been good. Like I said, I, I've been playing a lot of Metroid Dread. Uh, played the game I'm going to be reviewing tonight. Uh, picked it up for sale like a week and a half ago on the uh, the Switch store. I think it's still on sale through the month of October. Uh, Savage Halloween, which you can pick up. It's like $2, I think, on sale. Even normally, I think it's only like four ninety nine, but worth every penny. But we'll get to that in a little while. And of course, we did. We, we we both saw Halloween Kills this last weekend. We did our round table with Mr. Joey Image and uh, the NCR fact checker himself, Mr. Wiley Phelps, uh, last night, which is on the, the feed currently. So if you haven't heard it yet, uh, when you're done with this episode, go listen to our Halloween Kills round table, which we've gotten a lot of good feedback for today. So if you've seen it, was- it go listen to it. But if you haven't seen it yet, just warning, it's full of spo- spoilers. No, it was a great discussion. You know, I, I always love having Joey Image on the show. I love the tradition of having him on to discuss Halloween, and we'll do it again next year with Halloween Ends. So yeah. it's a show I look forward to every year, and and this year was no exception. I loved you know adding Wally to it as well. Yeah, it was such a fun discussion. Uh, so go check it out. Uh, it, we just released it last night, so it's on the feed. If you're listening to this, it's on the feed right before this one. So go check it out. And uh, that's pretty much what my week has consisted of, other than working. Uh, it's been that time of year where my job, we're, we're booked up through December when I, I get my two-week vacation in December. We've never been this busy before. The thing is, we've never been this busy, but supply chains are, have been uh, sketchy at best. So getting the stuff we need to fulfill these orders is, has become... Uh, uh, quite difficult, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been really busy, and I just man, these they got to figure out the supply line stuff soon, uh, in America because the COVID, the pandemic has wreaked havoc upon America. If you're listening to this in like the year, you know, 2085 or whatever, and you're listening to what was going on in 2021. Uh, lots of supply chain problems, like getting, getting materials is almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, we dealt with that same thing, you know, at work this season, like we couldn't keep like a lot of our merch sold early in the year and the store was just never fully 
fully booked because of supply chain issues. But why do you think you guys have been so busy? I have no idea. Well, for one thing, if it, nobody knows, I, I do uh, graphic design and screen printing uh, for my day job. And uh, my screen printing shop is pretty much the only one in the county now because all the other ones shut down uh, during the pandemic. And we're the only ones operating and we're doing all the everyone's stuff from individual people wanting shirts all the way to all the local schools in the entire county are all wow. getting stuff from us. So I shouldn't place an order at your shop. Then. <laughs> yeah, if you did, it's going to be a while before you get it. <laughs> I mean, we, we've got people that have put in orders like back in August that are still waiting on orders because... Oh, I believe not it. only are we so busy, but actually getting the shirts in to print on is ridiculous because of the supply chain problems. Yeah, no, I believe it. But uh, enough about uh, supply chain stuff. Nobody wants to hear about that. They want to hear about retro gaming. So like, we want to go into the news for tonight. Let's do it. As usual, most of today's stories were submitted to us by Armez Jackson and I am the Rampage. Uh, and if you have a story you'd like us to cover, send them to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. And Mr. Joey Image has joined us in the chat room. We're just talking about you. Joey! Speak of the devil. Uh, speak, speak of the Michael Myers. He, he joins us in the chat room. Yeah. Hey, Joey. <laughs> uh, this first story is from... Where is this from? It is from TheVerge.com. Uh, this is our top story for this week. This is what everybody's been talking about. The Nintendo Switch Online N64 and Sega Genesis Expansion Pack launches October 25th for $49.99 per year. And it also includes access to the paid Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC. Uh, Nintendo announced the price and release for its upcoming Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack for $49.99 per year for an individual, uh, $79.99 for a shared family membership. It launches October 25th, and let's see, current uh, membership is $19.99 per year uh, and $34.99 per year for a family subscription and only includes, uh, includes online multiplayer, classic NES and SNES games, cloud saves, and other perks. Uh, the expansion pack is coming out with an N64 bundle and the Sega Genesis bundle. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's worth my money right now. So here's the thing. I get a price increase. I really do. You're adding two consoles. I was expecting like 10 bucks maybe. <laughs> yes. If you charge an extra 10, I can deal with it. There's one thing they can do to make it worth it. And we both know what that is. They got to be more consistent with putting stuff out. Yes. Like they have to, Not they only have that. to put out quality stuff on a consistent basis, whether it's biweekly, whether it's once a month, mm -hmm. just come up with a plan and stick with it. Yeah. What they're doing right now is stupid. Yeah. It, and don't get me wrong, like I, I love the thought of playing Ocarina of Time on my Switch. It's my favorite video game of all time. Games like Star Fox, like Mario Tennis, 
it, it mentioned banjo kazooie you know everybody who listens to the show for from day one knows how big a fan i am of that game but i'm i'm thinking twice about upgrading it because that's a lot of money yeah. i know it's annually but it's still a lot of money yeah at 50, go it's going up 30 what 30 dollars a year just for to to get Animal Crossing new DLC, which I, I've kind of fallen off. I haven't played Animal Crossing in like a year. But the N64 and Sega Genesis stuff is not enough for me to plop, you know, plop down an extra $30 for the year. Un unless they, like you said, become more consistent with the NES and Super Nintendo stuff. If they drop Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff, maybe I could see just a justification for $30 a year. But that online store, if I'm going to give you $50 a year, you got to fix that online store. It is the most yes. horrible trash store I've ever seen. Like, Xbox blows it away. Even, even Sony blows it away. It's horrible. It's unwieldy. You can't find anything. It's slow. Like, I hate looking through that store on my Switch. I hate it. What would you think of this? What if let let's let's play fix Nintendo here for a second. <laughs> what if they announced in addition to N64 and Genesis, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance and say like once a week or once a month they release a batch of NES and SNES games. Then the next week they release a batch of Genesis and N64 games. Then the next, they release a new batch of Game Boy and Game Boy Advance. That way, you have something different to look forward to every week. Yeah, or even ever, even just every month. Like even once a month, if they just came out and said, "We're going to add a new NES title, one new NES title, one new Super Nintendo title, an N64 title, another Genesis title, and we're going to give you Game Boy and Game Boy Advance." Like that would be enough for me. But the fifty dollars a year, I just know that they're going to. Like, throw this out, and then they're going to forget about it. And you're not going to get any more N64 games. You're not going to get any more Sega games. It's I You've burned me one too many times, Nintendo. I don't trust you when it comes to online stuff. They have to make drastic changes at this point for me to trust them with online stuff. Joey says, I know it's been a while now, but it's still amazing to me to see Sega titles on a Nintendo console. Oh, absolutely. I agree. I remember when they ported, um, the Nintendo ported Sonic Adventure 2 from the Dreamcast to the GameCube. I thought that was so weird playing a Sonic game on a Nintendo console. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a little weird to this day, given, you know, like we we both remember, and Joey does too, the, the rivalry that those companies had back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, every Sega commercial was, you know, Sega does what Nintendo don't. Like, yep. it was it was harsh back then. This the console console wars. Yep. But yeah, it's not enough for me. I'm not gonna give them my money for this. It, it, maybe if they brought back Mario 35, <laughs> which they took it away from us. I loved that game. I know, and they took it away. Like, I just I. Nintendo is just so untrustworthy at this point. And that, like I said, that online store, they need to just tear that thing down and start from the bottom up. Like hire somebody from Microsoft 
to come in and completely rebuild them a new store. I don't disagree with that. That thing is terrible. Yeah, it ain't great. Uh, yeah, Our t- next... uh, T Chaos Theory said in the the chat room, "Welcome, welcome to the chat room." PlayStation took some good shots at Nintendo too. Yeah, we we bring that up a lot. You know the yeah uh, your PlayStation, especially the old uh, um, what's his name? Uh, the uh, it was stand yeah Crash. Uh, old man moment. Sorry, you know Crash standing outside the Nintendo building like with the the bullhorn. Those commercials were great. Didn't make yeah. me want to buy a PlayStation, but I like that kind of stuff. And I'm sure Nintendo still has a good long memory. That's why we're not going to have Crash Bandicoot and uh, Smash anytime soon. Yeah, well, I mean, they're done with, with Ultimate. Sora was announced as the last character, so which is not a bad choice. But I, I think it would have meant more to older fans had it been Crash. Yeah. That that would be a good top five list, top five video game commercials. I think so. Yeah, I like it. We I should, love those we should commercials. Do, we should do that one day. We should. Our next story comes to us from one of our favorite sites, NintendoLife.com. Analog Pocket is getting its own OS, allowing users to explore, discover, and preserve video game history. This thing actually looks kind of sweet. I like it. The creators of the Analog Pocket, a portable FPGA-based device compatible with the entire game library and other systems via adapters, have announced Analog OS. It's designed to be the definitive scholarly operating system for playing and experiencing the entire video game medium. With Analog OS, you can explore, discover, and play through all of history, save your game at any moment with cartridges, create and share playlists, track your gameplay, and even develop your own FPGA course to help preserve video game history. It's all for the love of video games. They must have listened to an episode of the show. Uh, (laughs) Explore the library everywhere. Library is a reference-level database to play, explore, and share. A scholarly catalog of the entirety of video game history. Search and explore through its full breadth, system by system, game by game, region by region, developer by developer, publisher, all of it. Wow. I love that. How much is this thing? Um, 200 bucks. I think they sold out. uh, They uh, sold out uh, pre-sale for all the ones that they've made or made so far. And I don't know if they're going to have any available until they do a second run. Because from what I've here, heard so far, this thing has uh, has been sold out for a while, even before it's released. Because it says here it will arrive in December. Hmm. Interesting. We'll see. But this sounds great, though. It kind of looks like it's kind of like a mix of uh, a Game Boy and like an old school uh, iPod. That's honestly what I thought of, too, with the first picture you see in the article. It instantly made me think of an old iPod, like a first gen iPod. I I love the look of it. I think it looks sleek. It looks nice and clean. I I hope they make more because I would love to get my hands on this. Like if. If it does what it says, I think 200 bucks is worth it. Yeah, it's called the Analog Pocket. Uh, Joey's asking in the chat room. It's called the Analog Pocket. And with this thing having that OS and like a peer-to-peer sharing program, this is exactly what game preservationists want. 
right here. Yep. I would just, I, man, this might be the way. This might be the what we've been asking for all this time. You said this is the way. This is the way. I love it. <laughs> uh, let's see. The next, uh, let me find it here from Kotaku.com. Dragon Ball voice actor Chris Ares dies at age 56. Perhaps best known as Freeze's English language voice actor has passed away. Besides the iconic Dragon Ball character, Ayers also voiced Kai Kurono and Gantz and Shinjin Takeda and Sengoku Basara. He was 56 years old. Uh, he took over the Frieza role. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes, yeah, Frieza. I'm not a Dragon Ball Z watcher. Which yeah, that, no, you're you're right. It's Frieza. That'll get me killed in this community. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and voiced the character in Dragon Ball Super, as well as in the feature anime films Dragon Ball Z Resurrection F and Dragon Ball Super Broly. Ayers was a tremendous talent and did an excellent job with Frieza. Um, that's that's sad. I mean, 56 years old. That's way too young to be passing away these days. Oh, absolutely. No, this this shook the anime community when this happened. Because, I mean, whether you're a Dragon Ball Z fan or not, it's probably the most iconic anime of all time. This is and the it, anime that everyone I know tells me I need to watch. And I'm just like, there's so much of it. Like, where do I even start? It's, it's really good. Dragon Ball Z itself, is, I haven't watched all of Dragon Ball. But I have watched all of Dragon Ball Z, and you know Frieza is you know one of the most iconic villains in that entire series because it's fighting Frieza that Goku goes Super Saiyan for the first time, which was like a, a big moment that they built up to, even dating back to like the early episodes of the series. Yeah. But Fre Frieza was a great villain, and uh, like you said, fifty six years old is way too young for somebody to go. So it said in, uh, so rest in peace, Chris Ayers said in 2017, he was diagnosed with end stage chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which required a double lung transplant. Oh, uh, that's crap. rough. That's awful. That sucks. And there uh, says, Ann, I don't know what Ann is. A N N reported that fundraisers were launched to raise $25,000 to cover the procedure. Um, Laporte, wrote i know a lot of people are reading this will ask is there anything i can do please be more like chris please if you learn anything from him put it in this world please fill it with love and laughter always may he rest in peace yeah i mean it's uh, i hate to say this but it's like when you read stories like this it, it makes you you know appreciate life because you never know when you know when it's all going to be over yeah exactly so love every second, people. Yep. <laughs> Never know when it's going to not be here anymore. Absolutely. Our next story comes to us from NintendoLife.com. Arcade Archives publisher Hamster has filed a trademark for console archives. I love this logo, by the way. Uh, Hamster Corporation <laughs> has been pumping out enhanced arcade releases since the Nintendo Switch arrived on the scene in 2017 but it might finally be time for it to take the next big step in retro preservation. According to a story over on Gematsu, the Japanese company filed a trademark for console archives in English and Japanese earlier this month on October 6th. While it's probably best not to get too excited, it seems like there's a real possibility it could be planning to re-release older console titles. It began its arcade archive service on Switch in March of 2017, 
and as of December last year, had over 200 consecutive weeks of delivery. Uh, have you played any of the uh, arcade archives? No, on the I haven't. I, I've been tempted to to get some of the stuff. I'd love to get the uh, the Double Dragon arcade version that they have. Uh, there's a lot on on the Switch store that I'd like to get. I just never pulled the trigger on any of them. They have a, a Super Mario Brothers one that's pretty good. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, that's been the only one that I've played, but they always get, grab my attention whenever I see the, the Arcade Archives logo attached. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, Neo Geo stuff that they released on the Switch, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the latest addition uh, to the Arcade Archives collection was Rally X last week. Uh, do you remember Rally X? I used to play that in the uh, the arcade all the time when I was a kid. I recognize the name. I've never played the game. Yeah, this is uh it's an old old early 80s game right there. Oh, I have played the Donkey Kong arcade archives. That one's really fun. Yeah, you can pick that up on the Switch. They have a lot of good stuff. I've just never never it always like, well, I, I always find something else that pulls my attention away from whatever. Like like I said, I've always wanted to get the arcade version of Double Dragon, but I always find something else to, to buy. There's a, a link to the article that takes you to their website, and they have a, I'm looking through it right now, a very extensive list yeah. of arcade archives. It's insane the amount of titles that they've released. And for our last story tonight, uh, this comes from MakeUseOf.com. The PS5 has outsold the Nintendo Switch for the first time, and here's why. Uh, Let's see. For the first time in 33 months, the Nintendo Switch has lost its spot as the top-selling U.S. console. This uh, streak has ended courtesy of a worthy competitor, Sony's PS5. And I don't know how this happened, because I've never seen a PS5 out in the wild to be able to be purchased. How it's does a that myth. happen? <laughs> Let's see. According to the NPD, what is the NPD? I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, I'm a not series sure. of tweets by Matt Piscatella. The PS5 was the best-selling hardware platform of September in both units and dollars. It's also the best-selling hardware platform of 2021 year to date in dollars, while Nintendo Switch leads in units. Um, let's see. Uh, the first is the electronic component shortage that's affecting the gaming industry and almost all electronic products since the start of the pandemic, which we were talking about at the beginning of the show, was supply line stuff. Earlier this year, Nintendo said that it expects Switch sales to be affected by the global chip shortage after a good sales year in 2020. Despite enjoying the short-term success of Switch purchases during the pandemic, Nintendo appears to be struggling to produce enough Switches to sell, which is weird because they just dropped the OLED edition. Um, So I don't really know. um, Maybe they just don't have enough? I I don't know. Is the chip shortage really affecting it that much that the PS5 has just sailed past it? I mean, it very well could be. I mean, you know, we talked about supply chain issues at the beginning of the show. We've seen shortages with a lot of things. So if if that's the reason, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, I, I hope that, you know, once the new year hits, that a lot of that will start to resume back to normal. But I, I remember telling you this on the show a few months ago that I don't think we're going to see what we knew as normal until 
maybe end of 2022 yeah. or 2023. So it's it's going to be around for a while. Yeah, Joe Image in the chat room says Nashville Police Department. I don't think they're in charge of, <laughs> <laughs> of releasing uh, video game console numbers. <laughs> I think that's a little they, above above their pay grade. They need to team up with the cops from Reno 911. Yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I would love to get a PS5, but like I said, I'm, I have not seen one out in the wild since its launch. No, I haven't either. So how people are getting them is beyond me. Like, where are you finding them that it's outsold the Switch? I, I'd like to know that. What tactics are they using yeah. to get these? Are, are they paying uh, scalpers for it? Are the scalpers sw- swiping them up? Like, I don't understand. It said something like PS5 has sold like like 10 million units or something like that. And I'm like, I have, I have not seen one. I know Wally has one. But he just so happened to find one. Yeah, Joey Emmy says I bought two. You greedy! <laughs> of, of course, he did. <laughs> of course he did. You greedy mother! <laughs> <laughs> well, send me one. I'll give you twenty bucks for it. You. Can... <laughs> uh, well, you pay for shipping too. Yeah, give I'll pay for shipping. I give you twenty bucks, and then I'll cover shipping. That that should that should be good. So twenty five. Yeah, 25 bucks, and I'll uh, say 11 and a hug. You got it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we don't have any uh, this month in video game history to do for this week. But uh, before we go into our review for tonight, Derek has shout-outs. Yes, as always, we'd like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, Axblade07, Daniel Salmon, Armez Jackson, Hand Solo, Carlos Longoria, Steph Sergeant Sketch, Brandon Rutledge, Gus and Penny, Matthew Salmon, Mr. Joey Image himself, and Ron Johnson. Thank you all so much for your continued support and keeping the lights on here at the Nerd Cave Retro Show. And if you're a part of our Patreon, you get bonus episodes, much like our commentary tracks that we do. We most recently did uh, Clue. We've done... Uh, other movies such as Super Mario Brothers, The Wizard. We've done a, a ton that are in the, the catalog. And of course, most recently, we did our Halloween Kills roundtable. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that and get us up to the $50 level, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And uh, I don't have any music to play for the game I'm playing tonight because there was no music on YouTube to capture. So you're going to have to imagine... Really awesome 8-bit chiptunes. (laughs) But tonight I'm talking about Savage Halloween. It was uh, published and developed by Second Boss Game Studios, and it was released actually a year, almost a year ago today, October 26, 2020. It is for Linux, Macintosh, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X and S. It is... Uh, side-scrolling shooter slash mashup of about 50 different <laughs> 8-bit games. Uh, and it's perfect for the Halloween season. Uh, the story is, in Savage Halloween, the world is taken over by monsters from the afterlife who were trapped in the earth after a Halloween party, and now they have decided to make their new home here. 
Every year, the monsters are invited to the big 24-hour Halloween rave, but this time, no one came home, as an evil vampire used a spell to block the passage back to the afterlife because, according to him, the party could not stop. Among the guests, James, a farmer who had his eternal rest interrupted, took his shotgun and decided to end the riot. Join the resistance and send everyone home. No one can handle so much noise, goo, and werewolf hair on clothes anymore. So you get your choice of three different characters to play. James, who is a... uh, He's sort of the mid, the sort of Mario character. He's kind of like, you know, a good mid-level character because each of the three characters kind of uh, have their different traits. Like James, he's kind of the good all-round character. He's the uh, pumpkin-headed character and carries a shotgun, which you can actually get different, uh, sort of like Contra. You go through and you get different power-ups for your gun. Uh, You get like bats and uh, ghosts and things, and they all do different things. Like, the bats is sort of like your spread gun. Um, The ghosts, um, you shoot, and they go back and forth across the screen. So you can just, like, go on an arc and just, like, fill the screen with a bunch of ghosts that are going back and forth. It's really awesome. There's, like, five or six different uh, power-ups that you can get for your weapon. Uh, And and there's Lulu, who is a werewolf. Um, and he's sort of like the tank character. He's got a lot of health and he, but he's very slow. Um, so he takes a lot of damage, but it's very hard to, you know, he's a very slow character. So it's kind of a trade off there. And then you got Dominica who is, um, a geek from the depths who currently wants to come home to see her favorite series. Uh, she is the daughter of the partying dark Lord and she's the character with a, with uh, little health, but she's very fast and shoots very fast. So you got your three three different characters that you can choose from. Uh, and you have seven scenarios with varied gameplay and mechanics throughout the game. So you start the game, and it's your basic kind of side-scrolling shooter, like Contra, but <clears throat> it's it's got that 8-bit to 16-bit look, but it's... It, controls really well like like a modern retro game you know like it's very fast paced and things like that i love the 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 shooting mechanics in the game but as you go along you know you in each stage like right before you get to the boss you have a mini boss and when you get to when you have the mini boss stage for like stage one is you go into a side-scrolling shooter type of scenario almost like uh, like gradius or something where you're you're uh, the pumpkin guy and you're like on a uh, James the pumpkin headed guy and you're like on a a broom a flying broom and you're just going through killing everything on the screen like a like a side scrolling shooter you go your mini boss and then you go on to the main boss of the level and it's sort of like um mega man mechanics where each boss kind of has like three different phases so it's all about memorization, and you go through the game sort of like that. You get different, um, like you get to level two, and you get to a turbo tunnel level, like in uh, Battle Toads, to get to the mini boss of that level. So each level you go through, there's like a different sort of game mechanic from like a, a popular game back in the day. So it's a nice little callback to 
several retro games. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So if you're if you're a fan of the NES era of games like side scroller shooters, this game uh, just scratches that itch. Like if you like playing um uh Broforce and things like of that nature, that this is right in that pocket. Yeah, I'm looking at a few screen caps from it and it it you hinted at it earlier. It looks like a modern retro game like it it has that nes snes look but yeah the colors are just a little bit brighter the sprites look just a, a little bit more detailed mm-hmm. but it it looks like a lot of fun and I, I love the fact that it's almost a mesh of different styles of different retro games that we grew up with so it, it sounds like a, a cool callback to to that era and don't get scared when I say things like a turbo tunnel level, <clears throat> because it's not quite uh, as bad as Battletoads. Like, it's actually doable. <laughs> but well, that's good to know. It, it makes it like it's what Battletoads should have been, because it's way easier than Battletoads. But not easy to the point. Like, this is a hard game, and it plays by retro gaming rules. You only get three continues, and if mm-hmm. you die three times, you start the game over again from the beginning. Like, there's no infinite continues. I mean, there might be some cheat codes. I tried to look up some cheat codes. I couldn't really find anything. So, but it's not one of those games that's gonna that, that's so frustrating that you'll stop playing it. It's one of those games where you're just like, oh, crap, I know I can do that better. So you just kind of keep doing it over and over again. I'm going to have to pick this up because I think you sold me on it. Like it, it looks really cool. I, I know you, you told me about it a few days ago, but now that I'm really seeing it and hearing you talk about it, like I, I want to see if it's still on sale. Cause if so, I want to get it and play it. Yeah. I'm it looks, it looks great on uh let's see. It is on online Nintendo online right now. Let's see. Is it on here? I'm looking to see if it's still on sale right now. Uh, and QB Interactive, didn't they do um, the game we reviewed a couple of weeks ago that was so ridiculously freaking hard? <laughs> oh, Agalos? Yeah, Agalos. Didn't they yeah, do Yeah, they did. I believe so. Okay. Now I know why this game is so hard. <laughs> because the same people that did it and made Agalos, they know how to make a hard a, a quote Nintendo hard type yes. of game. I still haven't played that game since I made it to the final boss. It scared me too much. <laughs> that game is ridiculous. Yeah, fun, but ridiculously hard. Yeah, it won't tell me if this game, what the price of this game is right now. It just says purchased or downloaded. I, I'll look on my Switch after the show. Okay. It, but even still, if it's not on sale, it's only like four ninety nine. So it's completely oh, that's that's yeah, that's nothing. One hundred percent worth the money. Yeah, but if you're into if you're into games, it's it's like Contra, but with a uh, Castlevania paint job on it. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like it's got a complete Halloween feel to it. So it's perfect. It's the perfect game to play for the Halloween season. I was playing it and it it completely just made me feel like it was Halloween. 
That's awesome. I got, I got to get it. But like, like I said, if it's got different, uh, each level has a different kind of throwback to, to different games. There's seven levels in the game there. There's all kind of, uh, upgrades to get to your, to your guns. It's great. I, I had a, such a blast playing this game and I kind of dropped off a little bit the last four or five days because of Metroid dread. Um, but I'm going to go back and play some more this weekend because I, I still haven't finished the game because I'm still doing that fight to get through each level. <laughs> you know, I'm only up to like level four, I think last time I played. So I still, even then I still have three more levels to get through. So if you like, like, like if you like that sort of grind, but it's not, it's not, I don't want to say grind in a bad way. Like it's not like it's not, you're not going to get frustrated. It's more of a, Oh crap. I can do that better. And you keep going back. It's that type of grind. But I think that's a good type of grind though. Like it, it just, it, it emphasizes what a good game it is. If it drives you to want to keep playing it and not just not like Castlevania adventures and you just put the switch down and say, screw it. So yeah. <laughs> what, what would you, what would you give this on a scale of one to 10? Uh, honestly, I, I would give it probably a good solid eight out of 10. Okay. And yeah, it, it looks like the aggregate scores for this game are roughly in the 70 to 85 range. So a good four out of five stars usually. So yeah. it's got a it's got a good critic score. I dig it. Yeah, this is a great game. I highly recommend it. Uh, if you're looking for something to play for the Halloween season, I do want to stream this at some point. Hopefully, uh, maybe Halloween weekend I can stream it, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to finish the game by then and get through it. But, uh, but yeah, this is a great game. I highly recommend it. Uh, eight out of ten. It's great. I can't wait to play it. But uh, but you still don't know what you're doing next week yet, do you? No, I'll I'll figure something out. It'll be something Halloween themed. How many more? I'll promise that Wednesdays do we have before the end of the month? Uh, next week's the last one. Oh because... no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, Halloween's on a Sunday. Ah, well, I was going to try to do one more uh, Halloween-themed game, but yeah, we actually, because we missed one show this month, we're kind of pushed behind a little bit. I don't know. I may do another another scary game for uh Yeah, why not? After. I don't see why not. There's no rules that says yeah. I can't do that. We don't need no stinking rules. Because <laughs> there's another Halloween game that I played for the switch and um i can't remember the name of it right now let me see if i can google it Halloween games on switch i could go grab my switch right now but i don't want to do that you want me to blow your mind yeah there are 10 wednesdays left of the year really i just counted <laughs> Ooh, I can't believe this year went by so fast. It's been quick, man. Oh, here's a game I wanted to play. Um, I'm looking up, actually, if you go to imore.com, they have a list here, uh, the best Nintendo Switch Halloween games for 2021. I have this game in my wish list right now, and it's called Pumpkin Jack. Have you heard of this game? I have not. 
Uh, take on the role look up this list. of the mythical pumpkin jack as you platform your way through various levels to annihilate good and perform the devil's work. I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's $30 on the Nintendo uh, eShop right now. Okay. That looks like a great game. It's like you're, you're playing like this uh, Jack Pumpkinhead looking guy. and It almost looks like a... Uh, yeah, like a, I see like it a, right now. It looks it looks really cool. Yeah, it looks almost like a Devil May Cry type of uh, game. I can dig that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at this list to see if maybe uh, one of these jumps out at me, and maybe I'll I'll check it out. Yeah, maybe we should uh, both play Pumpkin Jack and see what we think about it. I mean, I'm down for that. If I you started... want to do a if you want to do a dual review, I'm, I'm down for that. Because I started playing Little Nightmares not too long ago on PS4, PS Now, and uh, I really liked that. But man, that game started to freak me out a little bit. Have you played Little Nightmares yet? <laughs> it's it's something else. <laughs> Let me tell you. You have me kind of scared to play it now. It, it's not. It's scary. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say <laughs> it. that game is scary. Uh. Yeah, I'll I'll look more at this list, but I'm I'd be if you want to do a dual review for Pumpkin Jack, I'd be I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that because I've been wanting to get that game for a while. I just haven't pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, I mean, if you want to do that, and then I can always, you know, I can do I can push my review back a week. Um. So when would that be? Uh. Well, if you want to, uh, let me pull up the calendar back up. Well, let's do it in December. Let's let's make it a December review. Okay. I, I think sometime next month we're supposed to be doing uh, Star Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic at some point. I'm I'm doing that. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Awesome. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll do I like that. I like doing the scary games. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's our show for this week. Hope everybody enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed our. Uh, our roundtable, if you, if you haven't listened to it yet, go check it out. We did our Halloween Kills roundtable with Mr. Joey Image and Mr. Wiley Phelps. Had a lot of fun doing that show. And uh, Derek, what is going on with the Derek Diamond experience? So there's a really cool interview that I'm releasing this week with a producer named Joel Swasson. He's been a producer since the 80s. Swasson. Swasson. <laughs> he has produced little known movies like Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Ooh, that's a good And he, he tells a great story of how he was hired to do a rewrite for The Lion King. Really? But you'll have to listen to the episode. How his reaction to it is great. I can't wait to but hear this episode. His it was a it was a really cool chat, and the the Bill and Ted story is is pretty interesting too. Of how you know that movie got to where it, it became as far as being a cult hit. So yeah. really really fun chat and really informative. If you want to know like really what a producer does, if you have questions on like you see the producer title and credits all the time, but a lot of people don't know what a producer actually does. He does a great job of explaining it. So really, really fun chat on this week's show. And you can uh, follow me on all the social medias at D Diamond Podcast. Awesome. Uh, and also for the Open Micers Podcast, we, last week we talked to uh, 
Oh, man. Why am I forgetting her name? I feel so old tonight because I can't remember anything. <laughs> let me let me look up. Uh, she was in Manos, Hands of Fate. And her name is... Good night, Joey. <laughs> Jackie Neiman. Uh, Jackie Neiman Jones, we yes. talked to last week. Uh, she was in Manos, Hands of Fate. And she's taken that franchise and ran with it over the last few years. Um, and if you're an MST3K fan, you'll definitely want to check out that episode. And just like uh, earlier tonight, this week's episode, we do our t- uh, top five, or actually five simple rules for being an open open mic comedian. Because a lot of people don't seem to know the rules of how to act in public <laughs> when they go to try open mic comedy. I can't wait to hear that one. So that's going to be, be out this Friday. <laughs> yep. And also, good night, TKS Theory. Yeah. Uh, good night, you guys. All you guys in the chat room. Good night. And uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And I'm going to go ahead and play our music here. If you would like to, if I can hear our music, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro. And individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond. Go buy some stuff from us, some merch over at ncrmerch.com. We got bags and masks and t-shirts and all kind of cool stuff computer bags wall tapestries go check them out ncrmerch.com and we have a patreon patreon.com slash retro where you keep us above that $50 level we keep doing the extra episodes every month if you can't do that can't support us with money go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free so Derek please tell them what it's all about may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce Master Blaster runs by the town.